From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Today I'm being joined by Francis Crump, a Salesforce developer with a specialization in Salesforce AI. Francis, thank you for joining me today. You were originally working in the health industry. What led you to learning Salesforce and how do the two worlds connect? Well, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of my journey, I didn't imagine that it might happen this way. But um, over the course of time as a scientist, I started to work um, more towards wanting to make it more practical um, and, and wanting to deal more directly with the impacts of the research uh, on the on people themselves. So I started in heading in the direction after um, I got my PhD in clinical um, research and then uh, worked on postdoctoral um, spinal cord injury studies and, and some other um, related stem cell uh, studies. And then that got me into clinical research as my first job. Um, and what we found was that it was becoming increasingly necessary, um, not just in the laboratory, um, but also in the clinical sites to process the data in different ways rather than just um, in ways that we'd done it um, kind of in the past. Uh, because if we started using predictions based upon the data that we had, we could save companies a lot of money not to do futility um, analyses for long periods of time so that they weren't conducting clinical trials, which are extremely costly. It might cost $10 million a month for you know, a multi-center international clinical trial. Um, so we were able to, you know, if, if we weren't getting an indication after statistically significant um, indications were met, then, and sometimes this is difficult to do, but with the increased computer power that we were having, you know, through the mid nineties and late nineties, we were, were able to start, you know, using some algorithms to do predictions and, and steer in the directions that we're going to do uh, the clinics and the hospitals. And of course the physicians and, and scientists more good. Um, another way that it just became uh, more interesting was the automations that we were starting to be able to do. Um, we, we had spent a lot of time even just collecting clinical data from the fax machine and, and data entry. And we would have teams of uh, monitors or clinical writers, uh, regulatory scientists, sometimes when these pools of data would come in that were basically just proofreading them and, and, and bringing them in. So optical word recognition started to get better. Um, we were able to do um, some data processing algorithms that, you know, I ended up just with one of my programs that was just doing nothing other than uh, holding data in different files under different names so that we were blinded to different information um, just by changing the names and, and keeping pairs of data from different uh, studies separate, but um, basically using a computer to unravel it rather than kind of like a, a manual manipulation um, saved our data team probably weeks and weeks of work. So the automation was just more and more important. And because I can do it, I just got thrown into that kind of, uh, I mean, I, I basically just invented a mechanism for doing that. And then of course, now there are uh, software platforms that do that. And Einstein has emerged, um, Salesforce Einstein and or Tableau CRM, um, as it's now called, 
emerged as kind of like the artificial intelligence platform for Salesforce. And a lot of what's going on now is all of these individual disparate systems are being put together into the cloud. And this is kind of like, you know, this has started maybe 10 to 15 years ago uh, because it's just less expensive to, let's say rent uh, high quality data space rather than own it and have your own machines and uh, all the problems with IT and all the people that are necessary to manage it and keep it clean. Um, so a lot of these things can be automated then on the cloud through Salesforce and, and artificial intelligence helps, you know, not just with predictive analyses, but prescriptive as well. Um, all these could be applied to the clinical data arena. I have not worked a whole lot on clinical, but I did work um, some for FDA and help them establish their first uh, Einstein analytics platform, in fact, and also did that for FDIC. So it's useful for government agencies, um, basically across the spectrum of uh, regulatory roles. Um, so that's kind of how I came into it. There's there's just a lot of demand for jobs. So it was, it was a lot more stable place to work as well. And I found it more technically um, interesting than I might've expected. I'm still a, a scientist at heart. I still use the same problem solving uh, techniques in the arsenal of um, analytical processes that we learn through the scientific process, but now I'm applying them at a mathematical or uh, analytical level, um, you know, using data. So it, it's kind of just like a, a tertiary level of processing that um, has become really interesting, you know, when combined with my uh, neuroscience PhDs and other things. So information processing, right? Now, how has Salesforce impacted today's health industry? In terms of uh, today's health industry, I know that health cloud is, is coming about and it's, it's really kind of focused on helping patients and um, physicians and insurance companies all collaborate to you know, get the things done that they need to get done. It's, it's really been held more into that um, level. We are getting you know, the capabilities now to process clinical trials, which have their own special statistical analyses that need made. And, and the cloud is still kind of catching up to some of the more complicated uh, powering techniques and um, statistical, you know, paired t-tests versus un unpaired, and how those have to be arranged, and uh, according to you know what FDA guidelines would want. But it's starting, and I think the cloud would be a great place for anyone that's interested in artificial intelligence because these uh, mechanisms for all the practical day-to-day -day activities that we have going on are starting now. In fact, I know at FDA, we're, we're starting to be able to look at clinical trials um, while they're occurring. We start to look for statistical or data anomalies um, from site to site, and it makes it easier to determine whether or not uh, maybe a drug was not administered at a correct time or in the correct way, or if there's a difference in a population. Uh, if you're conducting an international trial in, in say, like a, a one continent versus another. So, um, and there are those things that exist sometimes. Like we know that there are higher incidences in certain types of breast cancer. For instance, triple negative breast cancer is higher incidence um, in Hispanics and African-Americans. And yet it's also higher in, you know, Swedes and some of you know, Norway and some of the Northern uh, Europeans. So when you get these kind of data um, anomalies, you want to track them and make sure that, that they work out and, and everything uh, in terms of protocol is being conducted uh, consistently. 
So, you know, in terms of that, like the artificial intelligence and the, really just the immediate availability of the data for processing, you know, has increased a lot. We used to have to wait for 30 to 60 days for data to be sent in. It might be sent by fax. It might come in from multiple liaisons at different times based upon their shifts, whereas now that data is entered and processed um, more rapidly and it's available to people that might be monitoring these trials, um, which, you know, again, has a, a money-saving and time-saving uh, benefit. Um, and now the, as the statistical powering techniques are, are getting, you know, more and more elaborate and we're able to, you know, conduct some of the more complicated uh, analyses and things that are that are going to be necessary at the level of the cloud and um, it's just a, it's a great opportunity for growth for anyone that's interested in that type of uh, uh, clinical data or clinical research. Really cool. Now where do you see the power of Salesforce specifically within the health industry and especially for Salesforce AI? Well AI is it, it you know, the business proposition for AI is huge because you can predict where your best markets are. You know, if you're a um, marketing and sales effort, you can predict where your biggest problems are going to lie if you're service cloud. Um, if, you're, if you're running a community, your communication with customers is gonna help you predict uh, based upon a few requests when you're gonna have more of the same requests and get you know, self-help knowledge available to them more more rapidly. So it really becomes about customer service. Um, so when you look at the business-to-business -business, uh, metric or, or sector, if you will, of that environment, then, you know, businesses are going to come back, you know, partners, et cetera, are going to come to uh, Salesforce um, consultants, et cetera, needing, uh, okay, we're having, you know, one, uh, problem with a distributor and this this problem then it might be similar to another or if an insurance company and a uh, healthcare provider um, are undergoing an interaction and something would change and now all of the uh, you know, business insurance laws change all the time and now they're going to need to be adjustments made to how uh, these patients are referred to other physicians and or um, locations or physicians networks and, and how that has to be processed in the insurance system. Um, all of this can be made much more efficient. So in, insurance companies should really actually love it and be investing in it because it's going to be, it's going to be critical for their ability to compete against everyone else that's going to be using it. Great. Very interesting stuff. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I used to be, uh, you know, I ran my own wellness business for a long time. I had a CLIA certified laboratory. And so I might do things like, um, you know, if, if I if I'd still had that running, um, which I sold about five or six years ago, then I might be doing, you know, COVID testing or something as a location for, you know, our area of the state. And the small mom and pop shops are kind of, they're, they're getting more and more difficult to um to compete. And one of the reasons for that is because artificial intelligence platforms or the use of them is not inexpensive. So if you're not big enough to start using the cloud stuff, um, it certainly, you know, behooves you to, because you'll start feeling the pressures of competition because artificial intelligence is being used to find these open market niches. So I found that it's, it's been much more rewarding for me to uh, exit, you know, running my own show and helping some of the bigger companies run theirs and there are a lot of parallels that occur and it's uh it's fun being a part of a team 
it's fun being part of a, a larger effort and you can pursue technical interests much deeper because you're not involved in like the day-to-day, -day, hey, I've got to pay the bills kind of, uh, you know, correspondences or, uh, or, or tests that you do over and over again. So in terms of just being like a worker bee, um, it, I find it's less repetitive. You might think that, you know, doing data automations would be very repetitive, but it's actually quite challenging because the, um, the needs for automation are very different, even if used in similar ways. So, I mean, in some of these technical challenges, like where you're going to pull data from, how you're going to integrate different disparate systems, uh, how are you going to make that presented? It's it's actually done, you know, here at Capgemini in, in a lot of different ways, and we use a lot of different uh, software for that. Um, Salesforce being, you know, a growing uh, way to do that, and with the with its object model and schema, et cetera, makes it uh, really convenient to uh, pull just about any use case into it. And I think that's why you know Salesforce and, and Tableau CRM or Einstein has a really good future because. We could use it basically to solve just about any type of problem. That's great. Really important work you guys are doing over there. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.fedhealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. Mm -hmm.